0: Bill It Game, the podcast about creating crappy board games from one board family. I'm your host, Ryan Gutowski, joined as always by...
1: Rick White, that's me. I've been told I should start saying again.
0: You really Um, should. My kids miss hearing you say, Rick White, that's me.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I need a catchphrase that definitely would go well on t-shirts, right? That's... Yeah. People want Rick White, that's me, written on their clothing, you know um, I can create a
0: t-shirt for this, right?
1: Certainly. And let's let's see what we can do with a t-shirt that has zero sales. Like, I yes. think yes. maybe it's just, or maybe I buy one, which I think could be the most selfish thing I could do. And then, um, and then Wouldn't yeah. Wouldn't it be I just weird land, to wear
0: different. a t-shirt of your own face? Hmm. Probably. Well, and in yeah. thinking,
1: too, like, I would love to see, even if we, like, discounted it and it was, like, $5, you can get this yeah. shirt. Or even gave them away. you know, Yeah, I feel we're like losing
0: I, money by giving away these t-shirts. Will you please take it? And nobody takes it.
1: Yeah, a true story. Yeah. Um, I had a band in high school, college. And one of my... A legit dream I would have, and it might qualify as a nightmare was that um, I was very afraid that I was going to find my band t-shirts at Goodwill. And I was like, there's nothing that could make me sadder than if I found like someone had thrifted one of our band t-shirts. That used to be a thing that I would dream about. Nice. 100% true. Well,
0: we haven't seen a One Board Family t-shirt at a thrift store yet, so I guess that's good for our channel. Um, Speaking of channels, let's talk to Allie of Allie Plays A Lot. How are you doing, Allie? I'm super excited. I have been looking forward to this podcast for a long time. Awesome. I'm We're happy. so excited yeah. to have you on the show. Uh, so tell us about your channel. Tell us what you do and and how you got into the hobby.
2: So my name is Ollie, and I would definitely wear a, a Rick White a That's Me t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been playing for a long time, you know, with my grandma, and classical games, and then... Yeah. This just mm, kickstarted when I got into uh, a, a friendly local game store. I used to work at the at the game store for four years. Nice. And well, my collection grew substantially in that period of time, and so uh, did my appetite for games. And uh, so I I organized board game camps and um, a lot of meetings. Where we where we played games, and well, wh- whenever I play, I feel happy. That's, <laughs> that's, cool. why, yeah. that's why my my channel's name says Ollie plays a lot because I do play a lot and I'm that, that's, that's when awesome. I'm happy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So we we just spent some time up in Atlanta uh, hanging out at a board game day, and so we were definitely having a happy Saturday uh, playing some games yesterday. So, um, yeah. So are you ready to judge these two board game pitches? I am. Okay. So what we, the theme that you've chose is actually a game mechanic. You chose multi-use cards. So we're going to pitch two board games based on multi-use cards. And so let's see how we do. Uh, Rick, do you want to go first, sir?
1: Sure. I can go first. Um, and Shooting from the hip, as I did not write down any notes. So if
0: I win, Ryan, it's double points. It counts twice. (laughs) Double Um, points. I love that we have points now.
1: Yeah, that's how it works, right? Yeah. Um. Eventually, someone will win, and the podcast will end. Um. So, um, my game. As I was thinking about multi-use cards, um, you know. I, I, of course, went with different ideas of, like, it could be this or, you know, I could turn it for victory points or I could turn it in for an action or something like that. But I was like, let me think of, like, a really unique way to use cards. And part of what sparked this idea was somebody was playing Rhino Hero at our board game meetup last, yep. last time. Ali, have, uh, have you ever seen uh, Rhino Hero?
2: Yeah, I played this.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in that game, you've got the cards are being used, you know, some of them fold, some of them are floors, and you're using that to build a tower. Um, That's something that I'm foreseeing here. And this is going to be, I haven't come up with a good name yet. We'll just call... How about they all fall down why not Hmm. um and so in this game you're going to get cards and you'll draft cards over a series of rounds and those cards can be used to either build a bigger tower or a bigger like fortress if you will or they can be used to give yourself power-ups um those power-ups might be you know where you get to impact people uh later in the game or maybe it forces somebody else to do you know, maybe they have to bring down their most recent built wall or something like that. Um, Or it could be used to enhance your projectiles because later at the end of like five rounds of drafting cards and either adding the card to your fortress, physically building up a fortress, um, using the cards in a rhino hero style approach or, um, or using, you know, some sort of power up, you are going to then try to destroy each other's Uh, fortresses using some sort of of catapults. I'm thinking like from coconuts. We really enjoy those catapults. Maybe we just use the same one. So there's giant monkeys tearing down fortresses. Um, (laughs) But uh, you'll then go and try to destroy fortresses and the last fortress standing will be the winner. And I think this also lends itself to tons of expansions as we add in different cards and maybe the cards could even be made of different materials that are sturdier. We've got different projectiles that we could provide, you know, that are, you know, giving us much more fun. You know, I think tiny little water balloons so that this becomes a legacy game because once your cards are <laughs> wet, you wouldn't be able to use them again. That's um, you know, all kinds of stuff that we could add in. The possibilities are not endless, but, you know, there's a lot of them. Um, and we could have fun doing something that you don't always do with cards. And so that's my game that I just randomly decided to call They All Fall Down.
2: Okay, so, so and, and the multi-use card mechanism comes in that you could either use the card to, to build the tower or to give you power-ups.
1: Right, so each card will be, like, I think some of them will be, kind of have that folding, they're, like, intended to fold, like, in Rhino Hero, um, and then some are intended to be flat, like the floors, and maybe, you know, though like, wall cards versus ceiling or floor cards have different types of power-ups. Um, you know, maybe one is more projectile based while another is more like influence other builders based. I don't know. Uh, or give you extra turns later or something like that. Um, who knows? But um, and I think maybe we could I don't know. I'd have to do some card engineering tests to see like how how foldy can we make these? You know, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we end up having like tarot card sized cards that can be all mm-hmm. foldy and that would make it even bigger. Maybe that's the whole game you know is tarot cards. who knows I, I haven't really explored card engineering uh, enough and that's that's on me. I haven't done the research and I apologize and ask your forgiveness <laughs> for that but you know we've got a research <laughs> team on it uh, my three year-old um, and your we'll top people
0: just... your top people are on it.
1: Yeah exactly yeah yeah.
2: Okay. Um. I'm curious to see what Ryan is bringing to the table.
0: Yeah,
1: me too because I haven't looked at his stuff either.
0: (laughs) Mine is a very different game, and uh, hopefully, in some way, my poorly put together pitch will uh, influence Ollie to pick mine. So, um, Kickflip is a game is a card game about skateboarding. And what's interesting about this is there aren't that many skateboarding games, but this one's interesting because it is a cardboard, uh, it is a a card game only. So you have a lot of different cards uh, that you're working with. You don't have any boards or anything. Um, And in Kickflip, players are trying to make the biggest tricks uh, based on the cityscape, uh, the different elements in a city. So in a city, you're going to have things like ramps and handrails and pipes and beams and other items that you'll see in a city under construction that you're going to be able to jump off of and do kickflips and nollies and all this stuff with your uh, skateboard. So the way that the game's set up is there are six cards in the middle of the table. First, let's talk about this multi-use card. On the back of the card is going to be the ramps and handrails and all the city items that, that are available. And on the front of the card, it's going to be split in half with one uh, type of trick at the top, one type of trick at the bottom, and each trick is going to be worth a different number of points. So you'll always have a higher value trick and a lower value trick based on how easy that trick is to pull off. Okay. Players are going to, in turn order... Now, one of the things that's odd about this game is that it's a three-to-five-player game. You can't play it with two players. I apologize to all the two-player tables out there, but this is the only way this one works. So, players are going to draft ten cards from the display going in turn order around the table. Think of uh, something something like... um, point salad where you're choosing a card next player choose a card choose a card and it's always getting refilled okay um like in point salad you're going to know what is on the back of the card you're going to see the tricks on the front of the card and in the top corner you're going to see if it's a ramp or a handrail or a construction pipe okay one player the active player is going to be in charge of setting up the city they use eight of their ten cards and they put out a display of what the city looks like. So you might have two ramps, then a handrail, and then a half pipe, and then another handrail, and they'll set up eight cards to show the city. Players in turn order, other than the first player, players in turn order are going to use their cards to perform tricks. So I'll, I'll perform a trick and I'll put my color token on that card okay to show that the red player performed that trick some tricks are going to have requirements for the next trick in order so if you if you do a kickflip there is a there is something that you can't do on the next trick so you're trying to outplay the other players at the table by forcing them to have to pass and not playing a card at the end of the Uh, when all eight cards are played out from around the table, players are going to calculate their score based on which tricks they submitted, and you're going to get a score for that skate session. You're going to play so that each player will get an opportunity to build a city, and every player is going to play through each of those cities. So you'll play three to five rounds, depending on the number of players. That game is called Kickflip.
2: Okay, so how how do you advance on the pad?
0: So, uh, if the, there's eight pieces to the city, eight, tr- okay. basically eight tricks in the city. Okay. And what's going to happen is, uh, as player number two, I'm going to submit a card to play on that. If it's a handrail, I can grind on the handrail. Okay. Um, if it's a half pipe, I can do a kick flip in the half pipe. Okay. So you have different, these different, uh, city pieces, these different, uh, pieces of the city will allow you to do different tricks. Your goal is to make sure that you, the player after you doesn't have the ability to do a trick so that they have to pass, therefore getting less points. So if I did a two point trick at the end of the round, I'll have two points. Then it comes back around to me and i Put uh, perform a three-point trick. Now I've got five points for that round. And so everybody is submitting cards to do tricks mm-hmm. Throughout, mm-hmm. That, uh, throughout that uh, run, um, mm-hmm. but you're trying to force your opponents to have to pass. Um, and everybody knows what everybody drafted. It's kind of up to you to kind of keep track of, well, this person's drafted three of this type of card. So obviously they have a lot of this style card in their hand.
2: And how can you, how can you block your opponent from doing a certain trick? Well,
0: yeah. So there's certain things like doing a doing a grind is a very basic trick. So you okay. can basically play any card after grinding on a handrail. But doing something like uh, doing a one eighty has to be done off of something that you can jump high. And when you come down, you can only do certain tricks when you come down off of that one eighty. Okay. So some things you can't do trick A, B, or C after this card's played. Does that make sense? So you're basically forcing, forcing players to, you're trying to look for opportunities to uh, not allow the next player to play a card, forcing them to pass. It does
2: make sense, but We are racing on the same path, yeah? A path that was built by one of the players. Yes,
0: yeah. So everybody's submitting tricks. Uh, Everybody's submitting cards to basically complete a run, like a skateboarding run. Yeah.
1: So you're all controlling one skater.
0: Yes, yes, it and makes so you're no... like you're like
1: the brain, and each of you is fighting over different things. Yes. I think you just played too much velomino uh, the past few days, <laughs> and that's come out um, as we're seeing this. Yeah, um, so that's just me. I could be wrong.
2: So, so th- this was the key. You are controlling one skater, not eight skaters or how many players Yeah, are.
0: yeah, not not a skater for each. It's essentially you're com- you're competing to get the most uh, your your cards that you play equal points for yourself and so you're trying to play the majority of the cards during the run. So, <laughs> yeah. It's it's competitive but it's interesting because you've got to complete the run. So, you have to play those eight everybody collectively has to play those eight cards to make this full run but somebody's going to get the majority of the points
2: good okay and because you know what others drafted yeah so everybody everybody
0: sees what everybody drafted. drafted. yeah (laughs) so everybody sees it's uh, it's not open-handed but you see very clearly kind of like i was thinking of point salad and the display you know somebody has taken three or four carrot cards you know um, yeah. even it, yeah. so you hold them in your hand but you know it's like I, you picked up another one of those kickflip cards like you've got a lot of those in your hand obviously so if I can make sure that the next move is not allowed to be a kickflip I've just cut your hand in half you know oh,
2: good 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 now let, let's, let's just go back to Rick's game yeah. Yeah, yeah the
0: good game let's go back to that
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so this King Kong game were uh, called they all fall down yeah 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 giant monkeys destroyed the fortresses there we go is it yeah the- yeah it I the- think
1: I like the King Kong mechanic I wasn't thinking that but I probably should have yeah <laughs> except they're not really climbing as much as throwing things yeah, yeah, right. as True. one does
2: so is this uh is this the main public uh kids are kids the main public or yeah yeah I would say well
1: there, that or like adults that like to do kid-like things in their board games. Like, I love the game Coconuts. It's a very kid-friendly game, but it's mm-hmm. also kind of fun. So um, that is, yeah, maybe it's something where the building and exchanging mechanic, we can, we can tweak it to see maybe <laughs> there's a way to make it more kid-friendly where you just build the things and then fire at each other. And then there's the, you know, card mechanic element where you can soup up what you're doing and make stuff better you know
2: why not how similar would you say it is to catapult kingdoms
0: mm.
1: well let me do some googling real quick and uh, you don't know catapult
0: kingdoms interesting no should I isn't that getting republished
2: you just build a fort and then you yeah. have to shoot with catapults uh, the others uh, for so it so it, it kind of sounded like uh, your game yeah. That's that's interesting.
0: uh, I usually get I Rick usually gives me flack for copying other games when he is blatantly ripped off a game he's never heard of. That's
1: how good I am. Um well ours are cards, so different. There you go. (laughs) So 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 different. So um yeah. Um yeah, please. It, 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 it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm very I confused he's... on right now <laughs> the geek market. One of them is for sale. Oh, that's the okay. I was like, one of them's for sale for 125 dollars, and one of them's for sale for seven. I was like, what is this game? <laughs> um, but funny. I figured it. Everything I figured it out. Um, similar, but with cards. One has there, a blue catapult. Yeah. yeah, and also giant monkeys. Um, we're just gonna raid the leftover supply. For, uh from the coconuts people. They probably got some monkeys sitting around. We're like, we just need some
2: spare parts. There we go. How many players would you say could play your game? Two to more. Two to <laughs> more. <laughs> you
1: no, know, if you get it could be one of those games where if you have two copies, multiple people play, you know, you're just sitting in a circle firing yeah. things at each other. I think we could make it do whatever we needed it to
2: do. So this is what I was curious. Do we shoot like everyone shoots He's left-handed neighbor for it, or do you shoot any? You can shoot
1: across, all the way across. I think what I've made is an expansion for coconuts is what this has turned into, where it's like, instead <laughs> yes. of using cups that you try to aim your coconuts for, now we've got cards and you build things, and so it, it's turned into an expansion, but why not?
0: Why don't you pu- pitch that to the publisher? That'll yeah, be great. excuse <laughs> me,
1: have you guys thought about making a tower building game as part of your coconuts game? Um, because you should. Um, or this is Angry Birds, uh, the builder edition. I don't know. One of those two things.
2: It does sound like Angry Birds now that you mentioned it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Just switch the, the monkeys to pigs and here you have
0: there it. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah.
1: We'll just get giant slingshots for everyone. You know, I'm okay with a licensing deal. You know, Angry Birds is probably like, we need a little bit more, hotness going on we haven't been that popular for a while we we need to come back let's do it via a board game um right. so you're welcome angry birds
2: and you could even if if it's if it's a legacy game you could even make people do airplanes out of cards yeah and shoot the airplanes into their fortresses i'm just giving you ideas for your pitch to the publisher so yeah. I will, I will not take any credit for your six
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. We'll have yeah. to I'll, bury this audio that. if it gets made.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. If yeah. This this episode will be deleted eventually. Um,
2: <laughs> that's uh, funny. um so a question for both of you. Um how much would you say your game costs?
0: Mine, mine is just cards, and basically you 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 need little player markers to tell which player laid which card. Uh, so you're going to use little wooden tokens. I would say mine's nineteen dollars.
1: Um, what a great question. Are we stealing monkeys or not? I think that's the important part. What if we make a bring your own monkeys game? If it's, a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if this is, if this is an expansion, then it's cheaper. But if we have to include some sort of launcher, it definitely drives the price up. So I think, you know, we got to figure out what we're putting in the box, you know, or, you know, do we have people just rare back and throw things at people's stuff? I don't know, we could we could find a budget friendly option. We could find one that has minis and for the Kickstarter crowd. It's like $500 because why not? You know, I think, I think there's plenty of options here depending on how greedy we want to be.
2: I get it. I get it. So bring your own monkey. And if you, by any chance you have cards, bring your cards as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, everybody plays a prototype. All right.
2: (laughs) And we give you a PDF with the rules and that's what you're getting for a hundred dollars. You're getting a digital,
0: you're getting a digital RPG. That's what you're getting. So just print out the PDF. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've heard two obviously fantastic pitches. I mean, top notch. Killing it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, Um, I would play both. You would would play, both. play both, okay? So, yeah. which of these is the least crappy of the two board game pitches?
2: So, so your game, Rick, is I think intended for more uh, childish audience, and I and I and I play mostly with adults. But I will have a child this year, so maybe she would like to destroy fortresses with me. And uh, your game, Ryan, can be played by three to five players, and I mm-hmm. often play with two. So, so this is mm, the yeah. game.
0: I knew that would be an issue.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but in the end, in the end, I will go uh, with kickflip. Oh, oh
1: man! Listen, you're just caving to the pressures of society that wants you to play an actual game. And that's a problem. Uh you've got to, just, I because, want less. just because Ryan's is better and uh, is more of a game that could exist, I don't think it necessarily means... I want to recount. Um, I demand
0: I want less board game in my board game podcast.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, I demand we
0: reconfer with the
1: judge and see if no. Yes. <laughs> I that's understand.
2: Funny.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Ali, thank you so much for uh, for coming on as our guest judge. Um, where can people find you online and find the content that you make?
2: Well, for, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. And I binged, listened to your podcast and recommended it <laughs> to many of my friends because I found nice. it so funny. You know, I was looking for a long time for content from mm-hmm. outside our niche, which I could bring to our niche. Yeah some funny content. And when I found you, I just realized, man, this is exactly what I was looking for. And it's already here. It's already about board games. Someone, awesome. someone did it. I would it. also
1: I say so that most doctors recommend against binge listening to our content. They say that it can be very detrimental to your health. <laughs>
2: And I was talking with a friend of mine. Uh, I I do video content, and mm-hmm. I was telling him about about your podcast. And well, we want to do something similar to the Romanian uh, audience because it, there's nothing like this uh, here. And I will give you yeah. full credit if we if we do something similar. Awesome.
0: To this. Because
2: awesome. uh, I just, I just loved it. I enjoyed, I think I listened to 10 episodes and they were funny. They that's were, awesome.
0: They were, Thank they you was, so much for listening. Yeah. Or
1: maybe our po- podcast will just take off in Romania. And then when that'll be where all the Rick White, that's me t-shirts show up. Yeah, like it happens show... to be the number one ser- selling apparel item in Romania. That's what I need that's to go that's for. That's
0: right. That's right.
2: Podcasts are still not as popular here as they are in the USA, but mm-hmm. I think that they will have a market soon. You know, the board game market is way smaller here, but yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that there are people uh, consuming uh, board game content and also playing a bunch of games.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, you were asking about where, can, uh, where people can find me. Well, mm-hmm. I'm present on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm most active on YouTube. My my channel's name is Ollie Plays a Lot, and I at the moment I run three channels in three languages. Oh wow! And, and uh, this year I I will make more content on the English um, page, but I I mostly do uh, tutorials there.
0: Nice. So so
2: not not the funny stuff that you guys do, which I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well. Ollie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for being our guest judge and having fun with us uh, talking about multi-use cards. Um, And you guys go check out all of the content that Ollie makes, Uh, really cool stuff. And be sure to check out uh, our work at oneboardfamily.com. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. If you haven't already be su- sure to subscribe to this podcast and uh, tell your friends about it just like Ollie did. So yeah, buy them um, Rick
1: White that's me t-shirt. you know I, I'm gonna friendship.
0: you know I'm gonna make one of these now. You, you know, know I will great wear
1: great. one of those constantly. Okay I guess that's what
0: <laughs> I'm doing this week. So um, thanks so much for joining us and until next time we'll see you at the table. We'll <laughs>